This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. You have a red circle? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. A very meaningful uh, trip. I want to thank Rav Sholi Strom for helping us get over here and doing a, a lot of the background work. Um, we're in a very... Frightening place. You walk down the street and you see museums, you see people walking the streets, and you feel like it's any other location or any other day. But this is the site of one of the most terrible massacres in all of uh, English history, perhaps all of European history. But to appreciate that, you have to understand some of the background of what York was back in the 12th century. Today, by most recent account, there are only about 191 Jews who are living in this city. That was the last statistics. But uh, in the year 1190, this was a major center of Jewish learning. Many of the Bali HaToysvis lived in York, and that's what I want to start off talking about. So we have an uh, individual by the name of Rabbeinu Eliyahu ben Rabbi Yosef HaKadosh. Why is he called HaKadosh? HaKadosh is because he died out Kiddush Hashem. He's called Rabbeinu Elio Me'oivarka. Me'oivarka means from York. That was the Hebrew name for York. Me'oivarka. Where do we find him? Look in Toysvis, in Masech, the Yuma, Davchav Zayin, in the middle of the Toysvis. Hiksha, Rebeliyahu, Me'ivru Yuk. So you have Toysvis, quotes York, cites York. So that's one example of the Bala, one of the Balaya Toysvis. That's Toysvis in Yuma. You go to Yuma, Pe'alef Amad Beis. You look in the Toysus Yishanim. You have Rebbe Yahu, then Rev Yosef, who's having a discussion with uh, the Ri. He asked the Ri Akasha. The Ri gave an answer. So he's also cited in Zvachim, Daf Yudal and Amad Beis, Hiksha Rebbe Yahu Me'avruka. So again, this is an area where some of the Rishayna lives, some of the Baliyat Toysus, Talmidim of Rabbeinu Tam. Now it's important to know the godless of Rabbeinu Tam. Everyone's familiar with the greatness of the Rambam. But actually, the Svardim say the Rambam was the greatest of all the Rishayim. That is not the opinion of the Ashkenazim. The Ashkenazim maintain Rabbeinu Tam was the greatest of all the Rishayim. Bechachma uveminyan. Bechachma means in wisdom. Beminyan means that he had more Talmidim than anybody else. So we follow Piske Ashkenaz, follows Rabbeinu Tam, because of Chachmas Rabbeinu Tam, and because of the number of Talmidim of Rabbeinu Tam. So that's one example, Rabbeinu Yo, then Rabbi Yosef HaKadosh. Here's another name you should be familiar with, Rabbeinu Yosef Ben Asher. He's from the sages of England, in the year Tav Tav Kuf Nun. Tav Tav Kuf Nun is also the year 11... 90. How do we know it's the year 1190? There's an easy formula. Whenever you have a Hebrew date, you add the year 1240 to it. So, Tav Tav Kuf Nun, that's 950. You add 1240 to it, that's, that gets you to the year 1190. These are an example of some of the Rishonim that lived here in York. But the most well-known of these Rishonim was an actual student of Rabbi Tam, and his name was... Rabbi Yomtif ben Yitzchak of Joigni. Is that how you pronounce it? Joigni. Thank you. Joigni. He was from France and he was a student of Rabbi Notam. 
He is most uh, well known for the piyot that he wrote that we say on Lelia uh, Makipurim. Am nam kein yetzer soichein banu. Is that how they sing it in Manchester? That's how we're going to sing it today, okay? That's how they sing it in New York. So, um, and he was the rav of the city. Interestingly, there was another individual who was the leader of the Jewish community in the city, and his name was Joseph, or Josiah of York. He's the leader of the Jewish community. And um, apparently back in the day, the Jews were allowed to have the position of uh, money lenders, which was uh, always fraught with danger, because you lend money, but then these people, Gentiles, are indebted to you, and they want to kill you, because if they kill you, they don't, they don't owe you the money anymore. And... Uh, the Jews of York were in a very precarious uh, situation. Right before the Third Crusade, Richard the Lionheart was coronated. And at his coronation, a few Jews came unannounced, uninvited, and uh, they presented him with a gift. And this uh, really irked some of his um, followers and some of the Christians. And they started to massacre Jews in Westminster. They started to massacre Jews in York. Um, within 24 hours, Richard the Lionheart put an end to it because he needed his uh, Jewish clientele, first of all, to be moneylenders, and uh, the country needed them. But as soon as he head out for the Third Crusade, so the Jews' blood uh, was, was Hefger. Um, now, um, many of the Gentiles here in York um, were very angry at the moneylenders, especially some of the major players here was someone named Aaron of Lincoln. Is that correct? Was one of the major money lenders. Aaron of York. Well, um, Aaron of Lincoln um, was a prominent Jewish banker. And he had a broker, Benedict of York, who, in order to escape the uh, massacres, chose baptism. He later had charata, but he died of his wounds. Basically, there was a nobleman led by, uh, by the name of Richard Malabese, who, uh, his name should appear over here. Where we have on the night of Friday 16th, March 1190, some 150 Jews and Jewesses of York having sought protection in the royal castle on this site from a mob incited by Richard Malabese and others chose to die at each other's hands rather than renounce their faith. We're going to speak about the fact that this was the psak of Rabbeinu Yomtev, of um, the student of Rabbeinu Tam, and he paskin Rabbeinu Yomtev by Yitzhak of Mijuane, and he paskin that it was permitted and indeed admirable of them to either kill their wives and children and then commit suicide themselves. So what happened was the father of the family would kill his wife, would kill his children, and then by some accounts, the Rav then killed the father of the house. The last man standing was Rabbeinu Yomtev of Zhurgeneh, and he then killed himself. Now is this permitted? We know that suicide is one of the... Uh, most uh, severe Averos in the Torah. We're going to discuss that in, uh, in another episode. But uh, Rabinu Yomtov Paskin, this was the correct thing to do. And many years later, at some kind of uh, reconciliation event, again, uh, hundreds of years later, the, the Gentiles, they want to reconcile with us. Of course, we never reconcile with them. There is no forgiveness 
Only God could avenge the murder of our brothers and sisters. But the Archbishop of York, Ben Achar Ben, was a descendant of Richard Malabese, and he came back here together with um, Rabbi Emanuel Jacobowitz at the ceremony over here, um, unveiling this area. But of course, uh, there's no forgiveness for them. Yeah, it's interesting, if you look in the uh, Hakdama of the Mishabura, he brings that in, in Shamayim, the Rebunish Shalom punishes all these Rishayim with such severe punishment that they completely are cease to exist, and then the Rebbe has to come and reconstitute their molecules and give them the koyach to withstand even further punishment, and all the while the tzaddikim come and they rejoice in the vengeance of the Rishayim. And as cruel as that may sound, David HaMelech says in Tehillim, Yismach tzaddik kichaza nakam. Part of the joy of the afterlife is to see the ultimate justice of the Rishayim. So here, um... I guess during certain seasons you see that the, the daffodil is planted. It's supposed to symbolize, the six petals are supposed to symbolize the six uh, points of the Magen David. And on this location, uh, according to this plaque, 150, there are other accounts that there were even more Jews who were allowed entrance into the castle, where ultimately the mob came, surrounded the castle, they, they were depleted of food and water, and uh, they had no choice either to come out and be forcibly baptized or to uh, give up their life, Al-Kiddush Hashem, and they chose the latter. So on the one hand, this is a site of great horror, great anti-Semitism, and great persecution. On the other hand, this is a holy site. This is a place where 150 Yidin, where Mekayim, the greatest mitzvah, where Chazal say, anyone who gives up their life, Al-Kiddush Hashem, Ein Adam Yochal Lamoid B'Mechitzasam, this was the site where these Jews gave up their life paying the ultimate price to show that their love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu superseded any love in this world. So, we hope that Yehei Zichram Baruch and Hashem should be Noikem Nikmasam. We're going to, um, for the occasion, we're going to together say the piyot. Amnam came of Rabbeinu Yomtev, then Rabbi Yitzchak. And uh, we're going to use the traditional nusach that they sing in New York. <laughs> There's something special about today when you say Murray Today? Yeah, today's the day we happen to be here. Yom Kippur Katan. It's a fast day for the Chavar Kadisha, so... Oh, you got the piyot? Oh, so we have... Um, I think I actually have it here as well. Oh, you have a song? Okay, well, hold on.
You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.